If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. We are back and better than ever on the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition of the Fifth Hour Podcast, a podcast that was in danger. The Mailbag Podcast was in danger of not being uploaded this week. We were considering just doing two podcasts and not doing the Mailbag. I'll explain why in a second, but if you have not been listening to the other podcasts this weekend, D. Hall, Derek Hall, CEO, the president of a Major League Baseball team worth billions of dollars, was on our podcast on Friday. And uh, we told some old stories. Derek's a, a guy I worked with in sports radio who went on and now runs the Arizona Diamondbacks. And so uh, that's, a, that's a cool podcast. You want to check that out from Friday. And then yesterday we told tales of the last year with COVID and uh, did a homage to a famous NBA broadcaster who passed away and uh, had pop quiz and whatnot. But today, all about the mailbag and uh, sashaying his way in from west of the 405, a social climber and unsavory manipulative character the pompous one, David Gascon. I don't there think I'm a social right climber, and if I am, I'm not a very good one. But I, you try it. I won't. Oh, I don't know. I could you try it much harder if I needed to. I could. I'm not like the Meghan Markle of Fox Sports Radio. By any you're not oppressed like Meghan Markle no, uh, going on with Oprah in front of hundreds climber. of millions of people. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, no one's hearing me. Yeah, as <laughs> I do a television interview. Oh my god! It was a great. Uh, there was a great meme that was out there that said um, it had oppressed millionaires from a royalty family with an oppressed billionaire in Oprah Winfrey. 
It was pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Did you know that we got absolutely decimated on Apple iTunes over the last week, week and a half? I did not. know what happened? I had some, some vultures that are out there. I don't know if you want to hear any of it, but uh, I can certainly shine some light on it if you'd like. Uh, no, we've been attacked here. We have the, been. Uh, the haters. Uh, Gretchen Willits said title was too much repetition, and then she added too much repetition. One star. I was not good. One star. Yeah. Uh, who he, is that person? Gretchen? Is yeah. that a r- real name? I don't know who that is. Gretchen Willits. I don't know. And another one, EV Dog 12 said, used to be way more fun before the guys dove deep into their conservative political agendas. Ah, maybe maybe yeah. move it back to one show a week with guests. The episodes with picking games against the spread and with guests are usually great. If not, Either of these guys would make great talking heads or guests for Sean Hannity on Fox News Channel. They complain about athletes not sticking to sports. Maybe take your own advice. Well, that's amazing. I mean, it's kind of. Well, hey, if Sean Hannity wants to have me on, I mean, I, who are the most powerful people in media? They're all they're all conservative. Are they? The, well, yeah, you know, think about Tucker. That. Well, nobody watches CNN. People complain about CNN, but nobody nobody watches MSNBC in comparison to like you know, Fox News and the ratings that they get. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, that whole that whole lineup uh, dominates as far as viewership is concerned. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about that? Your podcast just got absolutely shit on by a couple people. Well, I mean, I, I did see Buddy Dog. I, I like that you you focused on the negative, but Buddy Dog says I absolutely enjoy each episode. The different topics, the format makes this show a joy to listen to each weekend. Yeah, well. you could have been positive. You could have been, you know, like me, Benny Brightside, and look yeah. for the positive. But that is important. Now, seriously, we we would like to get. You know, we we early on pushed for reviews of the podcast. We have more people listening now to the Fifth Hour podcast than before. If you if you have an Apple product, you're on Apple iTunes. I, I know it's a pain in the ass to do a review, but it does help us out. And uh, we'd like to get, I think we're like 30 away from 300 or something around that. If we could get to that number relatively soon, and just you might think you're, you don't matter, but you'd be one of those 30 people. If you have not written a review yet for the Fifth Hour podcast, that does matter. People do look at that in management. And uh, you know that's the, that's the case. I, I do like the, the the people complaining. Now I, I'm guessing was it Eve Dog? Is that who it was? Yeah. Eve Dog. Mm-hmm. A dog. Um, that if we talked about, I, I assume he's a Team Blue. That guy. I assume. So we, we Maybe were on he's team, right down the middle. Nah, he's not down. If he's down the middle, he wouldn't care. But if, if he's Team Blue, uh, and we were on, you know, doing the talking points for Team Blue, I, I don't think he sends that message, right? I think he does. He, I don't think he says, "Hey, uh, why don't you go on?" Uh, you know, with uh, Rachel you know, Maddow. I'm trying to think who's Lester on Lester Holt, Don Lemon. Yeah, Chris Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Yeah, go on, go on with Chris Cuomo or something like. That. They wouldn't say that. Shepard Smith. Yeah, where's he at? He's at uh, MSNBC. Yeah, I remember he was at Fox for forever. Yeah, I was their daytime host. Yeah. Is anyone watching Shepard Smith on, on CNN? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, who cares? He's getting paid, right? Yeah. One of my favorite reviews, uh, well, I was ripping you, but I, I you don't bring that one up. No, was, uh, I mean, I'd appreciate yeah. it if you just be positive. I mean. Well, you started out with negative reviews, and what's up with that? Well, because those are c- current. I mean, we haven't had any reviews in a long period of time, so I just thought, hey, I'll. 
Well, the most current, you know, negative. But in the late, the last day of February, uh, Buddy Dog. Yeah, Buddy Dog, five stars. The two negative comments were Saturday, last weekend, and also March the third. So, what do we talk about on Saturday? What did you uh, bring up that uh, triggered uh, these uh, pussy willows? Uh, what was it? Well, uh, it was whatever was canceled last week. Wasn't there something? Wasn't there a cartoon that was canceled last? Oh, Doctor Seuss. Oh, we right. talking Dr. about Doctor Seuss or yeah, something like that. That's right. oh, okay. Wow. So I guess Eve Doggin approves of the cancel culture, and so uh, yeah, burn these books. And take it. And Gretchen. Yeah. I think that's the real name. Can you change your name on the uh, Apple review, or is that maybe? But I think it's. Work? I think it's more important that she should change her name in real life. Like Gretchen. I know that's a tough name. name. She probably got you know in the playground. They were probably you know your name Gretchen. I'm thinking the kids are not nice to you on the playground. Do you right? think so she's probably, a she carried that into a into life here? I'm imagine. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know if that's even a real person. Uh, but I would think with that kind of name, you would end up uh, getting some. Uh, some abuse, which is a little odd because typically the female listeners really love what I bring to the party. So, a little disappointed in the review, Gretchen. I, I didn't know there are females. I thought it was just one gender, and you're assuming that person's a female. <laughs> That's a wrong assumption to make. Sorry, I'll walk back. It's a bad job by you. Shame on you. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? But anyway, let's get to the mailbag. I want to get through as many of these as we can. Now, the mailbag was in danger. The mailbag was in danger. Now, why was the mailbag in danger? I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. Uh, now, I post every Wednesday on the show Facebook page a plea for the Mallard Militia to submit questions. And so, you know, usually we get a, a similar amount of questions every week. We've been very consistent on that over the years we've been doing the podcast. But for some reason, this week... We had like three or I think it was three or four questions, uh, and that was it. I was like, "Holy crap, what happened?" So I, I of course immediately said, "Wow, we're not going to do the mailbag." So I posted something on the Facebook page pointing out that we better get more questions, or there's going to be no mailbag this weekend. Which I figured, you know, we don't have to do this pod. This is like an extra podcast that we do here out of the goodness of our heart, Geska. Right, we could do one podcast a week. We could do two podcasts a week, right? Um, but we we choose to do the mailbag, and I, I like answering questions. It's fun. I enjoy it. But if there's no questions, what's the point of doing the mailbag? Yeah. But anyway, the Maller Militia answered the call, and they rose up, and we got tons of questions on Ben Maller's show on Facebook, and also a lot of email questions. A lot of email questions. Realfifthhour at gmail.com if you want to keep your question private so the the same rules apply here gascon we're going to go into this we're going to answer as many of these questions as we possibly can on the mailbag and uh, rapid fire rat-a-tat-tat are you prepared let us go all right mike in phoenix says so what would you do ben if there aren't enough questions for the mailbag well i just said mike (laughs) we wouldn't have the mailbag which Gascon would love because I got to drag him in here by his hair to get him to do the podcast. So he would love if there were Gascon every week hopes there's not enough questions for the mailbag. Yeah. So we don't have the mailbag. By the way, I forgot to tell you this. My yeah. hair looks awesome right now. It's long. It's brown. It's full. Yeah. It's so does my hair. My hair looks great, Gascon. <laughs> Wonderful. Beautiful hair. Flowing locks. So nice. I've got a little salt and pepper in my beard. Boy, do I look good. Oh, man. it's uh... Everyone looks great on radio or podcasting. My God. Are we going to have the Mrs. Bick Your Head? 
yeah, well, she she is the official barber now at the Mallor Mansion. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, we we during the pandemic when the barber shops were closed by King Newsom, yeah, the dictator. Uh, we uh, went out and bought a uh, a haircutting kit, and uh, yeah, my wife enjoys cutting what's left of my hair. So, uh, Glenn in Chicago writes in the Windy City says, "Did you guys use any pickup lines in your day, or even now? If so, what are they?" Uh, that's his first question. He has a follow up, but let's start with that. Uh, no, I didn't have any game. I had no skills. I had. I was fat repulsive, uh, no confidence with women. Uh, it was a nightmare. Uh, it was a horrible situation. And it took me years and years to get over that. But I, I didn't have any. I always had buddies that were very slick. And, you know, I was like the guy that would hang out with the uh, the cool people that would go out and they were the center of attention or whatever. And they would get, you know, they had all the pickup lines and all that. But I, uh, I did not. I did not. You, Gascon, seemed like the kind of guy that had the shenanigans with the pickup lines, the ludicrous. We were still single, so you could still I, use pickup lines. I, I ran into a, a good hot streak back in the day when I was in San Diego where I would approach women that didn't look like they were having a good time, and I would ask point blank, what's his name? And uh. more often than not, it turned out they were with a guy or a guy fucked up, and it ruined their night. And then immediately just went to a, a completely different direction. So that was always a, an easy line to uh, to throw out there on the unsuspecting. So that was your go-to? That was your... Uh, yeah. yeah, just because you got to... I mean, they like the fact that you're observing them as opposed to just looking them up and down. You're observing their, their body language a little bit or seeing how they're... Oh, come on, guess. You know you have elevator eyes. Come on, guess. guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've, had, uh, we've had those training sessions over the years, uh, you know, the harassment training. Uh, no elevator eyes. I'm like, uh, doesn't... Every, you know, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't everyone kind of do that? Just that natural human instinct right. to check out the other person? Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, does Spin Cycle Regina have a cameo account, Glenn? Well, I guess Glenn's a big fan of that Spin Cycle Regina. And, um, no, I, I, I don't even know what Spin Cycle Regina, I don't know anything about her. I don't know what she looks like, anything like that. I just know she calls the show, so. But, no, I don't think she has cameo. Uh, J-Bone in Maine writes and says, while you have had your own show, has there been anyone you worked with that you genuinely didn't like? I need names, he said. Uh, well, uh, we will protect the guilty by not giving out names, but there was uh, there was one former NFL player that I worked with that I just did not get along with. But my general rule is if you're lazy, I don't like it. And I've had the misfortune of working with a fair amount of people that just don't have any work ethic and ambition. And uh, I don't know that I would say hate, but I I spend a lot of effort. I have aspirations and goals. And it's it's always bothered me to be around people that don't have a fire in their belly and just don't don't seem to have any purpose. And it's like that that cliche, the, the trope of the factory worker. Uh, or the government worker, I guess is the better way to look at it, just kind of you know, punches the time clock and doesn't put any extra effort, go the extra mile, if you will, and all that. And, you know, it's like that old line from Paul Harvey, the radio legend. Like, you can always tell when you are on the road to success because it's uphill all the way, right? But a lot of people would rather, and I get it, the, the path of least resistance, you want to go downhill. But those are the type of people 
that bothered me. But, yeah, it was one NFL player that just thought because he had played in the NFL, he didn't have to do any prep or prepare and just could come in here and tell stories. That was a pain in the ass. And then I've had some other people that, uh, you know, just uh, didn't quite uh, bring the amount of effort that I would have liked. And uh, so that bothered me. I'm pretty maniacal about that, as you know, Gascon. Yeah. I- I've had people call me out um, on the television side for that. For said, what? Said that I'm I'm hard to work with because because you have ambition and yeah. aspirations and you yeah because I want to have things souped up on the production side or the the camera footage or just the coverage overall and and some guys take that criticism and and run with it and others kind of turn the way turn the other way around and and feel like you stabbed them in the back or you're attacking them because you just want to have a good show it's, it's pretty odd. Yeah. Well, there is a problem we have in our business. Every business has problems. One of the problems with the media business is a lot of people get into media so they don't have to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right? I mean, because you figure well, these are easy jobs. I mean, you go in and you talk for four hours and you just show up, you turn the mic on or in television, you just, you know, you just do as little as possible and you cut corners and yeah, it is, it is a problem. First world problem, but you know, cutting corners in, in general is a bad idea. You know, you just mailing it in. I just don't. I just can't stand that. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, all right. Uh, thank you for the question, J Bone in Maine, Barry from Nashville. Uh, he says, Ben, this is via email. He says, Ben, when the gremlins strike the equipment at the Maller Mansion, who breaks out into a worse flop sweat, you or Eddie? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'm gonna go Eddie. Now, I, I in my situation, I. Uh, I feel like I've done everything I can to get ready. The equipment, if the equipment fails because the line we use to connect is down, there's nothing I can do. Like, you know, as long as I'm not the one effing up, then I, I, I don't really I worry about it. I, I, get up, I get frustrated because I spent so much time getting ready for the show and, and you know, trying to plan out in my head what I want to do and, and put some bullet points down, things like that, to get ready for the show. And so it does frustrate me. I feel like I've wasted my time when we, we get knocked off the air for whatever reason. But I got to think Eddie's feeling the, feeling the heat more because Eddie doesn't prepare to do a talk show. He doesn't. He comes in and he just prepares to do news updates. And then he, he'll react to what we talk about, what I'll talk about. But, yeah, it's a much different dynamic when you're doing the act in the in the, the as uh, mark patrick said back in the, the big chair uh it's a, it's a different experience and so if you're not prepared for that and you get tossed into it it it's uh pretty difficult yeah you can fake it but it's hard to really fake it till you make it so uh the real jd in kansas city says my question has coop de loop ever persuaded any of you to partake in the devil's lettuce uh no no i have not uh have not uh partaked in the devil's lettuce i back in my you know younger days i was at some parties and so i guess second hand i guess i have but i've never uh never actually gone down that road uh margie writes and says outside of sports what are your other interests and hobbies uh well i love you know documentary i like going out into nature believe it or not uh you know in uh, the weekends, going out to the beach during the summertime is always a lot of fun. Checking out the the sand, clearing my mind from the nonsense of sports radio, the grind of sports talk radio, having to worry about LeBron James and all these other um, nimrods. So uh, I like to get away and uh, you know just kind of unplug for a little bit, enjoy traveling. 
Don't get to do much of that these days. Checking out new places and so things like that. I mean, these are pretty standard, standard hobbies. I'm, all, I'm also one of my other things. I love um, the origins of words. Uh, I like this. It's one of my Michigas things where I like to study like the history of phrases and words and things like that. Why we say the things that we say, where they came from, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's cool because I can use that on on the show. Like I feel like I can use that on the show, so like I can work it in somehow. Like for example, the there was a marketing slogan in the 1990s. Uh, to sell motorcycles, and it was go big or go home. And uh, that came from Harley Davidson. And I've actually, I've used that uh, from, I just ran, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I've used that randomly uh, as a uh, point of reference. So, like, dumb stuff like that. Gascon, on the other hand, um, boy, his hobbies. Uh, he likes to hang out with the Hollywood elite. Yes. Uh, power brokers, uh, schmoozing, and... Uh, They're the ones that write you know. the checks. They pay the bills. Yeah. Well, yeah. to each their own. Yeah. Uh, John the Jailer in Allentown, PA, writes and says, Ben and Gascon, if you gave up all the money and fame of working in sports radio oh boy. and became a doctor, what field of medicine... Would you practice? Now, does a plastic surgeon count? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would, of course, be for the one percenters. <laughs> Boy, so not only John the Jailer would I have to overcome the love of radio that's in my DNA and my blood at this point, but I would then have to overcome some of my fears of blood and things like that. Um, but listen, I mean, doctors, all doctors are important, um, in one way or another. I mean, even you know, people like dentists, but having good dental hygiene obviously makes things easier for you. Um, like I'm trying to think, is there a safe way? Cause you're, you're thinking about this general practitioner, eh, but if you go into neurology or ear, nose and throat, or an ophthalmologist, or an ophthalmologist. Well, how, and how about uh, you know oncology? Um, oh yeah, right. The study of cancer. Yep. I mean that's such a horrible uh, disease, cancer. And I lost my mom to cancer, my aunt, my uncle to cancer. Right. Um, how about this? What if you were an anesthesiologist? Oh yeah, you put them uh, put them down uh, for the count. Yeah, but that I mean, man, if you fuck up in that job, they die. That's that's fatal. Yeah. Lights out, yeah. Yeah. There's the X-ray person, the X-ray tech. Is oh, that actually a doctor? That, no, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not, not doctors. They're not, they're not doctors. I always felt. I know we have doctors that listen to the show, but my experiences, which is limited, think you know, for now, until I get older, if I make it, lucky enough to make it, when I spend more time with the doctors. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like the nurses do so much. You know? I, like that, I feel like the nurses do actually do most of the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, and they don't get paid as much, but they do. I guess that's why you become a doctor because you can kind of come in there and uh, you, know, you spend five minutes and the nurse spends 30 minutes. You're good. Actually, you know what? I, I can't believe I, I didn't say this. I'd want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Why? Well, because if, if we're in this line of work and we have to be removed for a minute, we could be orthopedic surgeons and then you could treat athletes that get injured and need to have ligaments oh, You're such a jock sniffer. You are such a jock sniffer. Well, I mean. Man. You'd have to give up the sports radio life. That's okay. It's yeah. not like I have a sports radio life anyway. Yeah. Now, John the Jailer, we actually have a surprise for you. Because someone, a little birdie, 
in your world has informed me that Gascon, we have a hero. We have a someone that has saved someone's life listening to our podcast. Oh boy. Yeah. That would be none other than the great John the Jailer. And uh, apparently recently at work, uh, he saved an inmate who was trying to hang himself. Oh, shit. He called the code, apparently, as I'm being told here on his radio, and he lifted this this poor guy uh, and undid the noose. Wow. And the inmate will actually live. And uh, that is tremendous. And and so... uh, John, good job by you, and it brings up memories of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, right? Back, uh, nobody uh, picked him up there back in in New York, but John's a jailer, I think in Pennsylvania, if I remember correctly, and by the way, it was his birthday. Happy birthday. And so, uh, happy birthday, and, uh, and, and John, let me tell you something. I'm not going to say my source. I will not reveal my source, Gascon. I will not. You know, the naked streets talk. They talk, but I cannot reveal... My source. I will only say, I will only say here, as a uh, you know, tales from the naked city where the names are admitted to protect the guilty. Uh, it may or may not be your wife Kimberly. It. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say it was your wife Kimberly that reached out. But happy birthday, John the Jailer. You've been a loyal minion in the Maller militia for so many years, and we do thank you. I thank you. I don't know if Gascon thanks you, but I thank you for supporting. Yeah, yeah, and happy birthday, of course. That's uh, a tremendous job by saying. Yeah, and and, yeah, congrats. I mean, congratulations. Not everyone can say that they saved someone's life. In in their in their existence, and you uh, maybe you do that all the time. I don't know, but that's uh, that's pretty cool. So, good job by you. Uh, All right, next one from Brandon in Wisconsin. This is a long one from email. He says, Ben and David. During Lent, I decided that I was going to fast and only eat one meal a day per your expertise. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, I am not a big tub of goo by any means. I'm about 6'5", 235. But but I do consider myself a good Catholic boy. I want to run a 48-hour fast and see if I could do it. I got to 50 hours before we went out for fish last Friday. That meal was delicious. He says, I, I know uh, that you talked at length about your gallbladder removal and how it has done a number on your stomach, but are you sure it's not just the fasting? The reason I ask is I had a, a rather bad moment, he says. Okay, so you had to, you had the Tennessee trots, as we call it. Yeah, yeah a little dysentery. Um yeah, I mean, some people have said that. I, I do know from when I talked to the doctor after I had my gallbladder out, they said that because you don't have your gallbladder, when you eat a lot of like heavy foods, fried foods, you're going to be on the poop train. You know, you're going to have the uh, the diaper gravy going and all that. So um, I know that, uh, but it is, I will agree with you that when you do a 48-hour fast, I usually try to do a 65-plus-hour fast. I don't make it, I, I would like to do 72, but I normally end up eating before the 72-hour mark during the week. Uh, but yeah, within an hour, pretty much no matter what I eat after I fast for a couple of days, it's uh, it's a run to the throne, right? You are looking for a porta potty to give a big steaming dump. Uh, I mean, so it does clear you out. Yeah. I think there's obviously a medical reason behind that. I'm not a doctor. I can play one on the podcast that because you're the stomach lining, when you don't have food in your stomach, 
for a few days, things change in there, and then when you put food back in, everything kind of goes wild, right? I, I think that that's my layman, you know, dumb guy theory on what's going on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And it's always nice or it's always important. I don't know if you do this at all, but drinking or having a probiotic or prebiotic is great to get those strains into your your digestive tract. Um, Yeah, I don't do that. Cleans up the guts. I drink a lot of water. That's about it. But yeah, when you go over, I think it's 28 hours, I think it is. When you go over that time, your cells start to rejuvenate. And yeah, well, that's why I do it, because I uh, I did a lot of damage, Gascon, when I was a big lard ass. Yeah. So I'm trying, I feel like I'm getting a, I'm not getting much back, but I'm getting a little back. I feel like I'm getting a little back every every week. It's good. Yeah, yeah. regenerating cells, because God knows I need some cells regenerated. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, Brandon continues his message. He says, I mentioned before that my wife and I are expecting twins. So we are trialing new vehicles, and we have one that we are driving. We drove over the weekend on our way home from the fish fry. Mm. I thought I was going to pass wind and ended up shitting my pants <laughs> terribly, he says, in a brand-new vehicle that's not ours. Oh, man. That's a great story. He says, I panicked. I got home and immediately jumped in the shower, but always thinking in the back of my mind, I ruined a seat in the vehicle by some stroke of luck, not a spot in the new ride. 
What the hell is happening to me? He says, there you go. Uh, well, we answered, but Brandon, that's a good story. And see, then you would learn the art, Brandon, in Wisconsin of uh, finding a high-end auto detailer that would have to clean and acid wash the inside of the car. But uh, that's that's funny, man. I wonder if he's having boys or girls. Well, he might be having one of each. Oh, right. Might be having one of each. Maybe they don't know. Some people wait. Some people wait. So who knows? Congrats. All right. Uh, This is from Tim. He says, hello from Davenport, Iowa. I love your fifth hour show. It's awesome, he says. I heard one of your recent shows of how you started in radio, and it kind of resonated with me, something I'd like to do someday. I hear from many people that I have a great radio voice, Tim says. I've even done some sample work, but really nothing. It's nothing's been on the radio. I have kind of a modest setup in my home. It lets me do some decent voice work with audacity. I, I like to impress company friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't know if there's really a question in there. I guess he's he wants to get into broadcasting. Uh, pretty obvious there. He uh, says, uh, take care, God bless, and uh, make America great again. There you go. Um, yeah, well, Tim, hey, listen, the, the first step is to actually, you know, put your foot in the door. I don't know how old the guy you are and all that. And, you, you know, there's plenty of radio stations around Iowa, and you got to just get your foot in the door. Um, but you can you can do voiceover work from home. The, the problem is a lot of that you need an agent for. Um, and you, you've got to send in your 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 sizzle tapes to get people to hear them. Um, so like any business, it's really not how good you are. It's who you know that's going to matter more than anything. So you have to network. You've got to do the groundwork and make connections and start on the local level and then work your way up. And, you know, one person knows another person. And then before you know it, you're you're, uh, you're doing something big. You do voiceover stuff, Gascon, don't you? Yeah. I think the one thing that comes into play with with that is they they say that it doesn't matter how good or how bad your voice is. It matters how good you are with copy. So if you're acting, if you're enunciating, if you're clear with your speech and you're articulate, uh, then that gives you a better chance than just having great pipes or even just awful pipes because there's always a niche for somebody in there. But yeah, you send that stuff out. Typically, a reel is about 60 seconds long, and that's the max. And once you create a reel, have it properly produced, send it off to agents and see if they're interested in uh, working with you. And then they start sending auditions, and you start booking a few things, and then, bam, it can become profitable. Yeah. Or you can just be a panhandler in Ohio, and somebody will hear your golden voice, and oh. uh, then – Whatever happened to that guy? Didn't he relapse? Oh, is that think, Ted Williams, right? Was that his name? Yeah. The same name as the uh, the baseball guy? Yeah, that's a great story, though. It, it was a great story till it went sideways. Yeah, he had the voice of God, man. He he had a, a yeah, great a golden voice. voice. Yeah, and didn't he get like a book deal or something out of that? And there there was a whole. He was a radio guy. It wasn't his story. He was a radio yeah. guy, and then he got into the drugs and the booze, and then he found it. He was homeless, and he was like doing small crime stuff. He was a criminal, mm-hmm. and uh, you know somebody posted. I think it was somebody posted a, a YouTube video, and then he became this viral uh, sensation. I wonder if he's still doing that though. I, I don't know. That was like ten years ago, probably. Yeah, right? long time ago. 
Oh, oh wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Uh, as of October 2019, I'm reading here on the internet, uh, Ted Williams is working on a new reality show called Second Chance. Hmm. So that was as of two, two years ago. Interesting. And uh, and uh, five five years ago, he was uh, working back in radio. Um. Oh, but that that lasted like six months. Or yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, if I if I ever put a book out, I'll do the tape. I'll do the book on tape. You know, I could do that. Be a big uh, seller. Audiobooks. Do the voiceover. There's some Got good money that. in that. They do it through Amazon and do that. So somebody, one of my radio friends, told me Adam Carolla, who's written a lot of books. I like Adam. I think Adam's good. Adam Carolla's really good, but he's a podcast guy only now. But Adam Carolla, I heard from somebody in radio when he does the the audio book for the books that he writes, he just talks. He doesn't read the book. He just yeah. uh, like he just like recreates what he thinks was in that chapter of the book. He doesn't actually read it verbatim. <laughs> that's great. Or any of it from that, from what I've been told. So. That's great. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I've never heard one of his audio books. Maybe somebody can verify that or not. All right. Uh, which French fry do you like the best? A crinkle, shoestring, steak, or other uh, for you and Mr. West of the 405. That's from Vols fan Jimmy in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Now, does that – so he's not including sweet potato fries then? Uh, well, it's more of the, the shape. I mean, you could, you know, bougie, uh, somewhat healthy. You think those sweet potato fries are the way to go. But I, I don't but, know. Fat fries from, from Fatburger are pretty awesome. Yeah. Those are like – uh, well, steak fries, the big... The t- now, do you have a big board of fries? I think that's really what he's asking. Yeah, McDonald's fries, I think, is number one for me. Well, they put sugar on those. You know those? Uh, they, I recreated they, those. I got a, I got a rip-off recipe sp- on YouTube, and you, you soak them in sugar. That's why they taste so good. Strike that. McDonald's is tied with Wiener Schnitzel for fries. Wiener Schnitzel? Wiener Schnitzel fries are fucking amazing. Yeah. I, now, I my favorite fry right now is the you know, cheese, uh, not not uh, cheese curds. What's that? Poutine, the Canadian oh, dish, yeah, poutine. Of course. Where you have bo- the best of both worlds. You put a tremendous, uh, you know, whatever, ribeye steak on top yeah. and with the cheese. And, oh, man, poutine is the way to go. Uh, but I, I like, you know, I'm, I, I'm not picky. I like, um, you know, steak fries, crinkle cut fries are good. Potato wedges, KFC. I don't know if they still do these, uh, the potato wedges. Yeah. Not a fan of the potato wedge. Yeah. You're anti-potato wedge. Yeah, a little boring, a little bland. Uh, depends on the, the spice. It really is it's all about the uh, the spice there. Yeah, I like it's fat fries. It. Fat fries and sweet potato fries. You like your fries fat, huh? Yeah. yeah there's a joke there somewhere. It's all right. What about tater tots? Tater tots not really fries. No, nah, they're good. They're just little balls of potato. I'm down for them. Curly fries, when properly seasoned. I remember when I'm back in my fast food days, uh, Arby's. Pretty good curly fry. I was going to say Jack in the Box, right? Yeah, the Jack in the Box, too. Um, Carl's Jr., which is uh, Hardee's if you're east of a certain point in America. But uh, Carl's Jr. out here in the west, uh, they used to have really good crinkle-cut fries, and then they changed their fries. Yeah, they fucked that up. Yeah, they, they effed that up. Clearly a mistake by someone in management there. Bad job by them. Um, then you have the... The homemade fries, which are just kind of chopped up potatoes, and I'm not a big, big fan of that. More, I think of that more of like a breakfast fry. Yeah, yeah. All right. How many more minutes can we do on French fries? I mean, <laughs> we, we're 
I think we're at our end here, our end point. Yeah. I when I went to to Paris a few years ago. Oh, here we go. Every, Always working in a, a subtle pat myself on the back. When I was in Paris well, it, it's with the a, academia it's crowd a, a couple a, years ago. It's a random observation, but every pizza that is ordered, there's always an egg in the middle of it. And every meal, it doesn't matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, everybody was typically eating French fries with it. Yeah, It, it didn't matter right. what your entree was. People were ordering French fries. I, you don't see that here in the United States. Now, how do you feel about the shoe the shoestring fry? Are you pro or against shoestring fries? I'm not a big fan. I don't mind. I like the shoestring, like the onions. Yes, yeah, you know, the I, I was pound of onions. I'm, I'm conflicted because the Outback has the uh, the onion bloom, blooming onion. Yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. Is and, fucking uh, phenomenal. What's that? Uh, Lucille's barbecue. You've oh, been to Lucille's. Yes. They've yeah. got the onion, like a ball of onion thing too that they've got. Which yeah, is pretty good. I, I drench oh. those things in barbecue sauce. Oh, so good. Oh, so bad and so good at the yeah. same time. And then those match, there's these matchstick fries, which are even smaller than shoestring fries. What the hell are those? You should know that being west of the 405. They're really skinny. Oh. They're like shoestring fries, but they're shorter and uh, a little crispier. But it, it's normally something that's served at like a high end restaurant, the kind of places you like to eat, you know, a steak place with a little side, a little little small portion of uh, matchstick fries. There's a great spot in Torrance called The Loft. It's this Hawaiian restaurant. And I'd go there back in the day when I played ball at El Camino. And all the Samoans would go there before practice. And we'd order a large plate of chicken teriyaki. And it would come with macaroni salad and these large fat French fries. And I would just dip the French fries into the barbecue sauce or the teriyaki sauce. It was, it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, fond memories there. It's like telling a story of you know, your glory days. Yeah, because it's just amazing to me that I would go with a bunch of these Samoans. We'd yeah. eat this before practice, and it'd be like I was towing a truck during practice, and all these Samoans who had calves that were bigger than my head. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we we had uh, my high school football team had a couple of Samoan guys, and they were they were just built massively. Yeah. I mean, they have uh, at least the guys on my football team. I'm sure that not all the people from Samoa are the same way, but uh, but those guys were huge, big, lurking um, guys, and uh, built like a tank. Yeah, built like a tank. These guys. Yeah. Uh, how about waffle cut fries? Yeah, those are solid. Now, the only problem I have with waffle cut fries is the the, the volume of fries. I'm a big volume guy with fries. Right, you know, and and I feel like when they give you restaurants give you waffle cut, it's only like six or seven. You know, it's a uh, small amount, it's a finite amount. That's true. Um, what else? We mentioned potato wedges. You're not a fan. Uh, I'm okay with the potato wedge. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, you know, in in you've been to London, right? Yeah. In 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 the UK, don't they they the fish and chips are actually they're just you know they're they're actual chips, right? They're potatoes and yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all right. The food in London is not good. The food and the dental work are not good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'd probably like it, though. I like fish and chips. That's the only fish I'll eat. I, I'd probably like the food in London, just eating that. Maybe. I mean, drink beer. They've got tons yeah. of beer out there. Now, how about now? What about the, the uh, they call them home fries? Now, the, not the ones I was talking about earlier. These, these are the kind that leave, they leave the back of the potato on. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've you, ever had those. You a fan of that? What's that? I don't think I've ever had any of those. No? No. Yeah. Huh. All right, I think I've reached my limit on 
I we've really either. maxed out on French fries. In this yes, episode. we've done a solid. I like garlic fries. My favorite, garlic fries are good. My favorite fries, bag fries. Bag fries. Bag fries are always good because you feel like you exhausted the entire container of French fries, and yeah. then you just put your hand in that bag, and there's a couple lurking. Bag yeah. fries are special. Yeah. Uh, what, what about uh, animal style? You go animal style. I've never done the, animal style. You've never I, done animal style. Oh, it's pretty good. They put like Thousand Island dressing. Uh, I don't think it's actually that, but something else. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's onions. It's solid, man. They get their in and out sauce on there. They put a little cheese on top. My yummy, uh, yummy, 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 yummy. In my real fat days in San Diego, my buddies took me to the spot in uh in mission valley in san diego called santana's Mm -hmm. and they would have these tremendous uh california burritos so it was either chicken or carne asada with french fries and salsa and cheese and there'd be days i'd have two or three of them in a single day but when i didn't want to have those i'd have carne asada fries those were great yeah well, you love carne asada. You're Absolutely. All I'm, uh, I'm all about the poutine. Cheesy fries, you know, it's, it's good as well. Chili cheese fries? Chili cheese fries, yeah. I used to. Oh, that's Tommy's. I used to go to Tommy's yeah. and get the, the uh, chili cheese fries. That was always my thing at Tommy's. Yeah. Three in the morning, sitting in the parking lot at Tommy's in Hollywood. You got a triple, uh, you know, a cheeseburger in one hand. You got a whole bag of chili cheese fries in the other, and you're living large. That's good. And you feel that for like two days when you eat that meal at three in the morning. That's true. Uh, Chris in Maricopa to Iowa writes, and he says, you mentioned Cameo a lot. Thank you for that, Chris, by the way. I do mention Cameo a lot if you want a personalized video message. But why do you even need them, he says. Can't you offer the same thing through your social media and cut them out? And save the cash? And he says, what's my cut for this great advice? Well, yeah, I could do that, Chris, but it's just easier to do it on Cameo. And it's not its not something that I'm, I'm in that interested. If somebody wants to do it, and uh, I feel like it's just more panhandling uh, if I did it that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, the, the way I have it, I mean, it's, it's a service. Cameo offers a service. There's a lot of people on there. And if it's something you choose, if you're interested in that, if you're a fan, a super fan, and... And that's something that would be important to you, to have a, a cameo. Then you know where to find it. But I, I'm not going to like solicit people to you know reach out and send me a check in the mail or something like that. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't. I know it's the same thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, let me just PayPal you real quick for a quick for a monologue. Yeah. Uh. Uh, he also says, "Why do NFL teams leak cuts? Isn't it more honorable to talk to the players and then make?" The announcements, well, often, Chris, it's the agents that leak that stuff because they're trying to get interest for their player or to get the team in trouble so the team might keep said player. Uh, Pierre in Springfield writes and says, Ben, I'd like like you to pull out your Benny the Bookmaker visor and give out the odds that your podcast executive producer would dip his toes into the verbal octagon against you. And... Uh, where would the Sharps lay their cash? Number two, as I previously suggested to you, possibly a WWF-style handicap match uh, where he could team up with Brian Finley to take you on if he doesn't feel up to the task by himself. Well, listen, Pierre, no chance, all right? You know how awkward and uncomfortable it would be for uh, Gascon and Finley, you put both those guys together, you don't have 10 brain points, all right? Nothing. Uh, and I, we would dominate them. 
You wouldn't do it, Gascon, because you'd be embarrassed and you'd never be able to come on any of these podcasts again. I, I don't I don't typically attack my own blood, so I don't shoot shots at people at Fox Sports Radio. Well, Brian Finley tried. He came on the air. He attempted to get in the octagon. We schooled him. Yeah. We put him in his place. We put him in a body bag. Yeah, I would never do that. Part of it's because I'm really, really, I go for the fucking heart, and so I don't like yeah. doing that. So I lay off, I lay off the sauce. If you get what I'm saying. All right, a couple more. John in Burbank in SoCal says, uh, "What are your thoughts on the con- uh, contraction?" He says, "Of 40 teams from minor league baseball." I hate it, hate it, John. Hate it. Uh, we had Derek Hall on. I know he kind of repeated the the mantra from baseball, but I I don't like. It's it's obviously cost cutting. It's they're claiming it's because the the fields were not that good, but they didn't really care about that. It's it's more of a financial thing. Yeah, I mean he's in Burbank, so he knows the Lancaster Jetthawks just got closed up too. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they were part of the California League, so Lancaster. I didn't realize no more Lancaster Jetthawks. Yeah, huh? they played at the. Hanger. What other Cal leagues did they get? Uh, Cal league teams? Did they get rid of? Uh, so Bakersfield, Lancaster, and High Desert. Those are the three that are now gone. San Bernardino still around? In I think the, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Lake oh, that sucks. You know, I was actually, I guess I can say it now, but we we were in talks with the great Brian Golden, who's a, a sports writing legend in uh, the high desert and a friend of mine. He's He was very tight with the people that ran the Jetthawks. They were going to have, I, I threw out the first pitch at one of their games years ago, and they were going to have me back. In fact, last season for the 2020 season, which never happened, we were going to have a Ben Maller night in Lancaster and have the Maller militia get together, and we had this whole big plan. We we're going to get all the truck drivers uh, to come hang out and all that stuff, and then the season got washed away. And I guess that'll never happen. Now that sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. The hangar. we're going to have to hook up with one of the other Cal League teams. That's uh, no, I hate it though. It's terrible. Yeah, you know, and they had a really nice ballpark in the, in the launching pad. They they called it there in that Lancaster. Was, that you put a fucking ball in the air there, it was a wind shot. Every single time you'd launch a ball and the wind would take it out, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't matter. That place, yeah, it was. They were the Colorado Rockies affiliate, and it was perfect because it, it was like you were yeah. in uh, in the Mile High City. Well, we were out there. They were the briefly the Red Sox. They were the Astros affiliate, cheating Astros for a while. Uh, Kevin in Kansas writes and says, Ben, with all of your experiences in radio and journalism, I don't know about journalism, uh, have you considered publishing a book? You have so many stories, it would be great reading, a lot of work, but a worthy project. Yes, Kevin, I have for years said I would love to write a book. I have been in talks with uh, one person in particular, and um, but there's a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of red tape to get the green light on a book. Self-publish. I could do that. I could do that. But I want to do it right. Like I want to do a book. I might only be able to write one, so I want to do a, a good book, a book that the, the big fans of the show would like. But it also has to be relatable to people who don't like the show. I mean, you're trying to grow the audience. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. But I would love to, Kevin. And all we need is a publisher to say, uh, go, do it, knock yourself out. And if that doesn't happen, maybe we will self-publish the book and see if we can get uh, people to, to buy, as Jason Smith said a couple couple podcasts ago, that you need, the number's like 5,000, right? You got to sell 5,000 books. If you can sell 5,000 books, which seems like it's not that much because we have a lot more, many more people listening to the show than, than 5,000. The audience is much bigger than that, obviously. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, that, that listen on a nightly basis live and then more, many more that listen on the podcast. But, the problem 
is uh, getting them to actually buy the book. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I like the show. I'm not buying the book, you know. So anyway, uh, but I would love to do that, Kevin, and hopefully that will that will be accomplished here. Uh, Jack in Greensboro, North Carolina, writes in. He says, Ben, with all of the ongoing space exploration, as well as a UFO sighting by Baker Mayfield, I find myself pondering the possibility of other life out there. What say you? Uh, yeah, Jack, I I am 100%. I'm not 99.9%. I'm 100% convinced that uh, there is other life. I think there's probably many planets that are just like Earth, uh, similar enough. And you think about looking up into the heavens and seeing all the stars, which are just the suns and all the planets rotating around those stars, and uh, you know you, your head want, you know, explodes, but it, it's just... The math on that, even if only 1% or less than 1% had a, a system like Earth, a solar system similar to Earth, then there would be endless amounts of planets of people that are um, probably just as barbaric and cold-blooded and people around here. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely think there's there's plenty of life out there. and I wouldn't be shocked if uh, advanced civilizations uh, made some kind of contact with this planet. And uh, I'm, I'm going full uh, full Illuminati uh, cover-up, whatever. What about you, Gascon? Yeah, I, I believe it 100%. It's just amazing to me that we have the capabilities and had for such a long time to have telescopes that see so far into outer space. It's a gorgeous thing. And then yeah. for us to make that push to go not only from earth to the moon but now to mars well it's really one of those things where you have to go off the grid yeah. you know you don't we we have light poisoning here in la but when you get out into the nature and you're away and then you just oh my god yeah it's just endless it just goes on forever and it's just crazy to think about all of that and to think that you know we're, we're you gotta be a, pretty naive to think you're and Narcissist, narcissistic to think that you're the only the only life that's out there. So I mean, all, that, just, all that talk about being one in a million is all bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah, I could see a scenario. Like, when I was a kid, I used to watch The Twilight Zone. Like, there's, yeah. there's other parallel dimensions. There's planets just like this with different outcomes, you know, things yeah. like that. I, I wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be shocked. Maybe we'll find out someday when we check out. Maybe you know, we'll get all the answers. Who knows? I love you it. You never know. Anyway, the great the great mystery of life. Well, uh, that's it. We have plenty more questions, actually, we did not get to. I thank you guys for answering the call on the mailbag, all of you. Remember, we've gotten some trolls that have attacked the podcast review on iTunes, so we need some positive reviews to make up for the douchebags that attempted to attack the fifth hour. If you're a member of the Maller Militia, this is a call to arms. Call the arms, answer the call, respond with positivity, and that's if you've taken the oath, you know what to do. Have a great Sunday. We're back on the radio. I am anyway. Tonight, 11 o'clock in the West. That would be 2 a.m. in the East on Monday morning, uh, Selection Sunday, and um, we'll actually pretend like we're talking college basketball. And uh, whatever the big news is over the weekend, we'll break it all down in the NFL and whatnot. Have a great day. We'll catch you then. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.